Hi, this is Luis Carlos Pineda from Loud and Proud Orlando. I want to thank you for listening to us through Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Help us grow our purple community by following us on all our social media outlets. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're also available on YouTube as Loud and Proud Orlando. We're available on Instagram as Pineda underscore O-R-L. We're available on Facebook as Loud and Proud Orlando. And on Twitter as LPO underscore podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And vamos Orlando.
Welcome everyone to Louder and Prouder Orlando Labor Day, Monday, September the 4th, uh, 8.39 p.m. Thank you so much for being live with us. Uh, happy Labor Day. Hopefully everybody's uh, ate some good good food and spent some time with the family. We definitely uh, did ourselves too. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm very happy uh, to be be completely honest with the performance of the team. I think we'll, we'll talk about that today in full. But what a game by Orlando City, uh, you know, making a huge statement. We were featured in, for, the, I think, for the first time in the year in the MLS uh, <laughs> Messi website or, or, or whatever. You know, we were given a little bit of a, of a pat in the back, right? Recognized, acknowledged, acknowledged uh, as, as, the, as a team that's taking names in, in, in Florida. And, and what a... What a show of form uh, obviously things to improve of course but uh a show of form a show of resilience a show of never giving up you know which is what we wanted from this team from the beginning and i'm sure all fans wanted this from the beginning so super proud super happy um also uh, another display of resilience with the orlando pride yesterday against the all rain playing with 10 players almost 90 minutes, right? Against one of the top teams with Rose Lavelle, with Megan Rapinoe, with, you know, all, all the big guns uh, lost 1-0, right? Uh, but uh, overall, I will say it was, a, it, it was a great week for Orlando City. Uh, and, you know, what's next for the Lions, right? And there's been a lot of talk, you know, around, around the league, uh, about Orlando and, and, and their performance. Uh, we were featured on MLS 360, right? I think for the first time in a long time. So we'll talk about all of that and more. Thank you so much for sticking in. Before uh, I give the mic to Paula and John, I wanted to remind you to please subscribe to our channel. Um, click on the notification bell. Uh, drop us a like. Uh, it, will, it will help us a lot. Uh, we're on YouTube, on Instagram on Facebook and on Twitter as Loud and Proud Orlando. Thank you so much for, for being part of this. And uh, Paola, how are you? Uh, how, you? How do you take the win? And uh, how are you feeling? I'm feeling fantastic. How do I take the win? Who the boys ate chili with spaghetti, probably, right? That's what they ate in, oh, yeah. in, I in ate, Ohio. I ate, yeah, I ate Cincinnati chili. It was, uh, it was all right. Yeah, Luis now knows what didn't eat this chili thing is he's he's had to eat it because they won remember that's right we won so <laughs> so i feel great like i said probably this wasn't gonna be a tie and we stole the three points and we looked solid we looked a little bit choppy in the last 10 minutes last 15 minutes but still with 10 men because a wilder red card that for me wasn't a red card um, we still stole the three points. They were they were solid. We looked since the beginning the better team, and that's what happened when we're a better team. So three points, I take it with a with the top of the top in the MLS. So I take the three points, and I'm happy with the performance. We're we're getting better each game. So that's I'm, right. I'm grateful. Uh, how are you, John? How's everything? Well, happy Labor Day. You're muted. Big W, bro. No, I'm not muted. I'm just holding up a giant W because oh, oh. there's nothing to say. Just, just big old W. I mean, come on. Jeez. 
I, you know, we, when we were thinking about this game, none of us predicted that as a win, right? I mean, that was us. I, but you did, Luis. You said three nil, but I feel like you were being a little bit overly positive. Yeah, I was. I was being over the top. You're being That's like right. just crazy positive. Um, I said one one, which could have been very likely, but we just managed to hold on, and we had. It was a big game, and and we stepped up for that game, and. Some of our guys that we needed to step up, like Pedro and Faku, and you know, they had massive games, and we need them in those sort of games. Like we haven't, you know, until St. Louis, we hadn't shown that we could do it against the big teams. And now we've beaten the top of the East and the top of the West in one week. And that is a statement. And the, you know, sadly, the messy coverage is gonna have to wait for like five minutes while we talk about this this team called Orlando City, who happens to be beating all the teams in the league. So I love it, and uh, I couldn't be happier. And I think it's uh, hopefully a sign that we're gonna finish the rest of the season uh, really strongly. Yeah, uh, teams need to w- watch out for us. Uh, there's still a lot to improve. We'll talk about. Um, the low scoring percentage for the Lions. Uh, and now hopefully we don't know the status of Duncan just yet. Um, you know, we're going to have maybe Jackie Lynn, you know, Jack Lynn, you know what I mean? Hey, you you know, got two more, man. He got two more goals. You know, uh, what was it called? That movie, uh, crouching tiger, hidden dragon. Come on, come on, Jackie. I know you can do it. I know you can do it. Joshua Tall, let's go about beating Cincinnati and let's go about being tied for second place. That's right. Joshua Tall, also Faku has been doing really good recently. And yes, he's being noticed by his national team too. We'll talk about that later on too. He's being called up by the Uruguayan national team. So congratulations, Facundo, if you're, if you're watching or listening. Uh, and he's he's going to be a very important part for that Uruguayan, new Uruguayan team that it's all people under 23 years old. <laughs> like, so... Uh, definitely no Cavani, no Suarez for the first time in a long time in Uruguay. It's, it's all out attacking Bielsa Ball. And Correct. Baku is part of that. Correct. Uh, Victor Jose Sanchez, he says, uh, from John Rollins' Twitter, this was my prediction for the last 11 MLS matches. Chicago win, St. Louis tie, Charlotte a tie, Cincy uh, losing, Columbus tie, NYCFC win, Fort Lauderdale win, Montreal win, Nashville tie, England win uh new england win toronto win 26 points from 11 games we will end the season with 63 points there you go yeah i mean it now could happen right i mean look at that already but we like i predicted a tie against st louis and a loss against cincy and yeah we got the tie against charlotte in between but that's two big wins right there that i was not counting on when I was trying to predict out the rest of the season and like we talked about Luis and where we might end up, these were points that we weren't expecting. So we're ahead of the game, which is where we want to be in this, this final part of the season. Yeah, for sure. Uh, he says also, I heard the team is going to fight uh, Cartagena's red card. Correct me if I'm wrong. Hopefully. I mean, I think they'll make a pretty good case about it because that was definitely not a red card. Um, I mean, in my opinion, that was not a red card. But talk about the importance of Wilder, uh, or like people say, Wilder, you know. Uh, you got to go some Wilder. Wilder, Carney Jane, right? Uh, so uh, Wilder, uh, Wilder, uh, definitely um, important. You know, when he came out, Orlando kind of stumbled a little bit. I don't know if you guys noticed that. 
Uh, I kind of felt like uh, since he was, uh, you know, playing that the short pass with uh, Acosta and uh, literally like making the changes to hopefully um, stun Orlando again, you know, and try to score. And it kind of leveled up with, you know, Oscar making the changes and definitely playing a little bit more defensively at the end. Um, I don't know what were your thoughts regarding Wilder's performance, uh, John. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't a red card. I feel like that was a little harsh. If you go back and look at it. But the ref wasn't looking when he gave the red card either. So he everything just kind of happened, and he saw Wilder make a movement towards him that could have been, you know, a headbutt. But in reality, he doesn't actually touch him. So hopefully they go back on that one and rescind it. Um, but the ref just reacted and was like, you're the guy who could be the scapegoat. And Wilder, Wilder was the scapegoat. So it happens. But there was so much bullying in this game. Um, I wanted to get yours, your guys' thoughts on that too. Like, Paula, what do you think about how I think the, the ref was giving out cards to us and not them? And I, I don't. You know, I don't always like to complain to the ref, but sometimes it seems to me that they are very one-sided. And in this scenario, it seemed to me like he was giving us a card every time we made a foul, and then they would make a foul, but there'd be no card. And it was just the same thing happened with Wilder. It was like they were fighting, we were fighting, and then Wilder gets a red card, and they get no cards at all. Like, it just didn't seem fair. Yeah, I totally agree. There were, in total, seven fouls. For Cincy and nine fouls in total for us. And out of those nine fouls, we got five yellow cards, one red card, and they only got two yellow cards. So you said it, John. You you just said it. Like I don't I mean, I, I just had have... that feeling, but you just backed it up with the <laughs> stats very well. So thank you. I was gonna say, John, like piggyback of what you just said. I mean, numbers don't lie. So definitely, he picked the side of Cincy. Like, and 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 you can see like how many yellow cards we had, right? Versus how many fouls they committed, and they only have two. Come on, come on, really? And they were more rough in the fouls, right? Like, and they were just forgiven. Did Duncan's so, shoulder just, I don't know what, get dislocated or bruised or whatever happened to it on its own? I don't think so. You know, and and, and to add to what you guys are saying, I mean, I'm, I'm talking about what a horrible, he's one, to me one of the worst center backs in the, in the MLS, Nick Haglin. I mean, horrible defending. Him and Matt Miazga were like talking back. They're trying to you know, do the the yapping, you know, of the mouth with, with Facundo, with Cesar, with Wilder uh, when they were going in transition as well, I'm going to say. And they try, I feel like there was a little bit over, over, it was a little bit over excessive when it came to the refereeing, especially on, on, on our wing backs, on, on our, our left back and right back, that were really the reason why Orlando did so well again uh, against Cincinnati and why they were able to definitely contain because clearly Santiago Arias and Alvaro Varial were the guys who were carrying Cincy when it comes in uh, trying to attack in transition. And Dagger Dan, and again, another great game by Dagger Dan. I mean, it, 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 like solid Dagger Dan. And then an um, amazing solid game with Rafael Santos. I love the way he's being tre treading back and positioning himself uh, to defend, you know? 
Uh, before, you will see him kind of just running, trying to just throw the cross. But now I actually saw him truly stepping up to Santiago Arias. And, and definitely, like, that was huge help for Rodrigo and Robin. If you see, Rodri and, and Robin in this game were solid because they really didn't have to help neither Santos or Dagger Dan. Like, I think they had that on, on the lockdown, and I think that made us a little bit better. And then Pedro, he got the yellow for obviously now taking too long. But but come on, man. You know, I, I'm being serious. Pedro is the king nine minutes? too long. Like when he nine wants to, minutes? he goes so slow. Yeah. Nine minutes of extra time. But anyways, you know, I, I, I will say uh, Pedro Galese, uh amazing in this game as well. I mean, you're talking about, and before going to, to going to play for Peru, he got uh, four key saves. Um Four key saves. Uh, I think is is ninth uh, clean sheet, right? So, I mean, amazing uh, ninth shout out of the season. There you go, thirtieth of all time with the Lions, right? So, I mean, he's a top top goalkeeper in the MLS, and uh, you know we couldn't be any any proud uh, you know any prouder to have him. So, let's read some comments real quick. It says here. Uh, Luke, Luke Manock, thank you so much. He says, Torres in the form of his life at the moment, disappointed with a dunk injury, but good to see Enrique get an assist. Seems to be getting into some form as well. He says, what's your opinion at, at the stoppage time added to the game? I thought it was ridiculous. I don't know. I, I, th- I think that rule is just ridiculous in my opinion. You know, I mean, it's happening all over the world, though. Like the Premier yeah. League, you yeah, know, the I know. World Cup, like it, it's this is their new mandate. It's like if you take longer, they just add the time on. So yeah, but it, know, I mean, but, I, but I we weren't hallucinating on that. It does I mean, carry a lot of the players complained. Like there are some players, yeah, complaining that that making the game is really, really long now. So and I think also, if they're gonna do that, they should consider <sighs> making the actual halves shorter. Right? Let's go to like thirty-minute halves. And not only that, like there was no there was no VAR check for the red card either. It's like, you know, it's like unbelievable. Uh, and we were on the losing end of those added minutes because we have we had like two of our our winbacks were with yellow cards. So I mean, you're talking about one more knock, and this dude was gonna like deliver that red card, and without with eight men or nine men with one of our wings. We would be. We would. We, uh, I think Cincinnati would have scored. I think Cincinnati would have scored. I mean, it's amazing to me that Schlegel and Jensen didn't get yellow cards as well. Not that they deserved it. It just seemed like the ref was like determined to give everyone on our back line a yellow card. Like it was. It, it just seemed unnecessary at times. Like the, the one for Rafa was, was was fair. That was a bit of a crazy challenge from from him. But Dagger Downs, I think, was a bit weak. You know, Cesar's again. It's like. Lucho Acosta, I saw some Cincy fans complaining about his yellow card. That was very justified, in my opinion. He comes flying in with the leg on Cesar. Um, they're also complaining. They're thinking that the Sergio Santos goal was an offside. He's definitely offside. So uh, I don't think they have anything to complain about from the ref's point of view. I think it's just one of those games. Like, they played 5-15. and 15. They kept saying that on the broadcast. So... You know, obviously they were tired. You could kind of tell they were a little bit tired. We were we were using that to our advantage. You called it, Luis. Like Nick Hagelin was just being ran at by Angulo constantly to try and cause problems to him. And they and I think when Enrique came on, that's what I was thinking with the advantage might be his speed. And that's kind of where we got the goal 
was there a little bit slow in the back line. So if you run directly at them like we were, putting balls in behind, it creates a problem for their their back three. And he he running and he kind of he doesn't have the greatest touch at least. It kind of gets away from him a little bit, but he doesn't give up and he gets to the ball and he makes a great pass and then and then Faku with the the nutmeg goal. <laughs> Which you gotta love, you know. It's just like, hey, it's a tap in, but Faku does it with style, straight through some guy's legs. Um, but really, it's because Enrique didn't give up. Like I think it's the same way that Duncan wouldn't give it up in that that scenario. Enrique can fill in, and we know that he's gonna also work hard up front for us. For lo first lost of the year that Orlando gave Cincy at TQL Stadium, I'm gonna say. Fantastic um, fans for Cincinnati. I'm talking. I'm talking about uh, very classy fans. Um, I, I like. I like their fan base. I will say. Uh, give a high praise to them. And uh, first, first win. Uh, well, first loss for for FC Cincinnati at, at home. Um, and I would say, you know, again, we we are now. We have to see what what's next, because now we are. We have injuries now. I mean, we don't know. Yeah, I'm hoping that it was uh, nothing serious, but you know, just when we sold Urgent uh, Kara <laughs> to uh, Samsung Spore in Turkey, right? Little Samsung TVs and Samsung phones, we sold them, right? Duncan in his shoulder. You know what I'm talking about? Duncan in his shoulder. Duncan Maguire goes injured in just about 27 minutes into the game. And then I got scared, and 33 million Peruvians got scared when Pedro started grabbing his leg, especially in that part that he's already had an injury in the past, back back in Peru. And I'm like, Godly, no, no, man. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a flip right now. But uh, thank God it wasn't nothing serious. I, I, we'll talk about Pedro later on because he's training right now with the Peruvian national team. He's set to fly from Lima to Ciudad del Este uh, tomorrow at 5 p.m. to train for the game on Thursday against Paraguay. Uh, Peru gets ready for their um, for the World Cup qualifiers, Commonwealth World Cup qualifiers. But you know, so with Pedro going down, with Duncan being subbed off, you know, and then Robin Jensen um, also, you know, being checked by medics during the game and then we have Antonio Carlos out you know health is going to be something that it's definitely going to be a make or break for us for what's coming next and I wanted to ask John I mean honestly what are our options up top I mean the only one I think we have in Jacqueline we trust right I mean I think you know I think Ramir. some people question whether Ramiro can do it because like there was one moment where Pedro tried to kick the ball up to him as if he was Kara or Rucker, right. and I was like, no, Pedro, you can't. Like, Enrique's not – he's not the target man forward, right? He's he's a little smaller forward. But in some ways, I think that doesn't inhibit what we can do with him. I, I'm kind of reminded of, like, what, um, you know, Roberto Firmino did at one point for Liverpool where he was up front for them. Like, it shows that, like, in a certain system with the way we play – we need someone that can connect with the strikers and that's someone that's going to be able to, to play that free flowing attacking soccer that we want with like one twos. 
And I think Enrique knows that. Like, he understands that. He comes from South America. You know, he understands the way that Faku and, and Ojeda and Mauricio and Angulo are trying to play, I think, even more than Duncan, maybe, in some ways. So I don't think it's a disadvantage if we have to put Enrique up front. I think he's he's shown moments, and I think he's, you know, the kind of guy that will take an opportunity if you give it to him. I think arguably he's better off the left wing, definitely. Like, I think that's preferred way he should be playing for us. But I don't see that he can't do a job up top. I think we just have to adjust a little bit and say, you know, don't be putting big crosses in. Like, you know, the the Santos cross as if it was going to be a Duncan leaping header maybe isn't the option. You know, maybe we need to look at playing speedy balls. Like, look at the goal we got against um since he you know like that's the kind of through balls balls over the top you know use enrique's speed use the fact that he just so direct he's such an aggressive straight runner um so i don't see any issue with that at all i think dunk's gonna be fine also you know he was icing it it didn't look like Man. he didn't lift his arm you know i think he just i think meows could just beat him up basically you know and yeah he was playing dirty the, the whole game he was causing playing... a problem to be honest I think Doug will be fine. And then also, like, if Jack Lynn has to come in, and, like, I think we've seen that he could do a job, too. I don't want him starting every game, of course. You know, he's the third-string striker, but he is an option. I have no problem with him coming off the bench and seeing out games or, you know, trying to come up. You know, sometimes we could go for the two up top and we're trying to chase a goal. Sometimes we've done that. And we've seen Jack Lynn up top with, like, an Enrique or uh, a Duncan. So... I think we'll be fine. I understand a little bit of concern about Kara going, but also Kara wanted to go. It was the yeah, right thing to right. do for him yeah. personally. Yeah, you don't want to keep a player who doesn't want to be here, and he's not playing. And the guy was like $2 million on the books. We, we yeah. get some money off the wages. I, I believe, Luis, I'm not 100% on this, but I think we can make a free transfer. I saw that obviously um, New England, right? They sold their keeper Petrovic after the window closed, and they brought in a free transfer to replace him. Yeah, we, we took goalkeeping. Yeah, maybe we, yeah, we, we can. Yeah. So yeah, I we, think we can. All right. I don't know when. I tried to find out if anybody could tell me when the free agent transfer window, not the regular transfer window, that closed on the second of August. That's dumb. We cannot sign a player. But if there's just a player out there in the world that's not playing for a club that we want, we can pick them up. So if we're concerned about center back, right? I know that we would like to do that maybe, or striker, we could go find somebody. There's, we're able to do that. Um, but right now, I think we're fine. I'm not worried. I think actually, squad depth-wise, Luis, we have one of the best squad depth in the league, if not you know, the best, arguably. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Uh, I think if, I mean, if, if, if you want to bring... Uh... If you want to bring a a, a striker, also, um, a free agent striker, you know who's Ojeda hitting? could play a striker if we have to. Yeah, Ojeda could play striker also, and you know uh, who's in the free? Stevan Jovetic. Thirty-three years old. I oh, love me some Jovetic, man. I, I, yeah, According, legend, legend yeah. Fiorentina. Come on over. He already knows yeah. how to wear purple. Yeah. Uh, Stevan Jovetic, former Fiorentina striker, only a uh, one point five million. Uh, that was uh, according to transfer market. I mean, that's the thing, right? Like, you could just take a punt on somebody for six months and be like, yeah. "Hey, we'll give you a three month, four month contract. Come play for us. 
Like, you know, look at LAFC last year in the final winning MLS Cup with Gareth Bale, who they picked up in the summer and had for six months. Like, that's what you can go find. Like, we've got the wages. Go find someone who's, like, not doing anything. Maybe he's just kind of, like, wanting to, you know, retiring almost, right? That's, like, a striker who's top class that we could throw on for 20 minutes or an attacker that could do that. I mean, I think I'd you got a lot it. of options. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I think Jovetic would be the yeah, remember guy when, I would go for. Remember when we play with um, with the Argentinian guy that used to play in Boca Juniors? I forgot his name, Max. Emma. Emma, Emma Mas. Yeah, we play with that's, Emma Mas too. Yeah, that's that's right. something that we did for six months and then we didn't renew. So yeah, we didn't renew. it, it yeah, won't be surprising. To... September 13 will close the window for that free agency. How, where did you find this information? Paula? Ooh, MLSsoccer.com. What? Oh my God. I'm where? So MLSsoccer.com. I I, how did I find it? How did, where did you send me this? Send when me the this window closed, you call it again? But it's the, no, no, the free agent. For Windows key. Yeah, it's, it's the free agent. The roster freeze is in September 13, and that's the last day that so they that's can when do. You cannot do any changes. Yeah, correct. Yeah, so, yeah, so I, that's I, the last think, day. So I they think, can. So we got ten days, nine days, days to find. Want to do anything? So I'm just gonna say this right now. Anybody after nine days from now who's like signed this guy, please don't say that because it's just not possible <laughs> anymore. We're gonna get uh, some rumors. You know? Yeah, no more rumors <laughs> about this guy or that guy after nine days from now because it's literally not a thing. It's not possible. There you go. Um, you know, what a goal by, you know, a great assist by Ramiro Enrique. You could see here in the in the video. You know, like it's funny how the play starts. It starts with, uh, with Wilder recouping the ball right there, hustle the ball, gets it, passes it to whom? Mauricio Pereira, who had a great game as well. I would have to say he's playing a very good, good game. This was a, definitely a game for him today uh, against Cincinnati. And then he passes it to obviously uh, Ramiro that definitely on the one v one against uh, against Miazga. That's why Miazga. That's why you don't play in Chelsea, Miazga. That's exactly why. I mean, how how come this guy who's like like <laughs> you had like two heads over him? Like he just beats you on speed. Enrique like it's just pacing. Yeah, look, look at that. that. Look yeah. at that. <laughs> you know, and then that's why he doesn't play in Chelsea. And then he goes and some of the Cincy um, fans were saying that this that the ball went out of bounds. He, it did not went out of bounds. And then obviously Facundo Torres there was was there by himself, uh, pretty much completely open because Nick Huglin is a terrible center back. And <laughs> I'm not a Nick Huglin fan, but. Um, if I was a Sissy fan, I'd be like, our team is great, but get this guy out. Yeah, now, Nick Haglin is the weakest link of Cincinnati. And I'm going to say this. I mean, like very obviously and has been for like ever since they've started. He's been their terrible center back. What a way to choke by LAFC yesterday. And that guy, Buanga, Bumanga, uh, Freaking Buanga that had the chance to LA, at least score two or three goals yesterday and did not pass the ball to Carlos Vela. Shame on you. Shame on you because you're selfish. And then you, you are act- so mad. Like, no, yeah, but of course he's mad. But shame on him because he he, he could have been a 3 2 
or 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 a, or a, or a tie. Uh, I was like, this is unbelievable, and this again adds into the whole politicking of the league pushing for Inter and the whole Selena Gomez thing, which we'll talk about that later. Incredible. <laughs> but here's some of the um, uh, stats right here. Um, um, found this in the interwebs. I know, I, I know you like this, John. XGs and the math. Right here, look. Expect the goals. 1.1. Since here, 1.2. Uh, build up disruption. Look at that. I mean, I, to me, this is like, you're like, what? What what is minus seven point ten percent on build up huh? disruption mean? <laughs> I don't know. How could you have minus build up disruption? Some, this, is some, this is some nerd stuff. I'm I'm telling you. This is this crazy. This is amazing. It's like, yeah. Yeah, I Baku. mean yeah. I mean definitely definitely doesn't have a girlfriend, my my boy, whoever did this. I was gonna say. Hey man, I've been posting some stats about us. All right, I got a girlfriend. <laughs> no, but no, <laughs> but not like that. Yours, I could understand. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, no, Dude. I just posted the form table. I just steal them from other people's stats. I don't make my own stats. And that's next, that's by the next way, level. That's next level. Uh, go ahead. Let me Paula. let me tell y'all that we are almost tying. The points that we did last season, we ended up with go. 48 last season, and we are 47 with seven games left. So the That's numbers incredible. don't lie. I'm gonna put that. There. And then people, people were saying, you know, you know, we gotta, you know, we gotta definitely, uh, you know, but, but by the by all the money that we spent on players, right? We should be third and fourth. Well, now guys, we're tied for second. There you go. There you're you go. welcome. I think I think your your thirst has been quenched. Now, I mean, I mean, like, what else do we people want at this point in the season? Us to be first, where Cincy are? Is that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, like well, it was rough. There was it a was guy. Rough, well, well, there was a guy. All, it's all coming up good. Like, look, I, there I was a guy on Facebook. There was a guy on Facebook that says, "Until what is it? Until I'm not in the conference final." Oh, I saw that comment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't see that. I was just, I'm just laughing, man. I mean, you gotta laugh with that shit. I'm sorry. I, mean, I get that people have high expectations. Right. I understand. Right. Like, I want to win. Obviously, I want to win. But I don't also, care. Like, you have to understand that, like. It's about progress and growth and going in the right direction. You're not going to win every game. You're not going to just be, you know, unless you go outside Messi, which there's only one of apparently in the league and the only one team that gets that deal. Um, you know, it's not going to happen that way. So I, for me, I look at it as like, are we better than last year? Yes. Of course. Are we where we should be with this team now in this point of the season? Yes. So has Oscar, I think, developed and changed and grown as a coach this year? Are we playing more aggressive soccer? For me, yes. yes. Like more attacking soccer this year. So and are the players getting I think used to each other? The change that we wanted to see, personally. Yeah, same here. And I think the form table that you just pulled up proves my, my point right there. Like last 10 matches, we are the best team in the league. Right. And we've done it against some of these teams that are also up here. Like we beat in St. Louis. You know, we've beaten Cincy, right? Two other teams that are in the top seven in, no. in, in form. So it's impressive. 
it, it is very impressive with uh with the squad that we have uh you know we're pushing i remember nashville last year you know what i mean we're we're, we're kind of like that in, in my opinion and i think we're we're definitely making strides for 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 great things to occur but obviously um we got to take we got to take it game by game and i think this this game and that's why the title of the show today was trust the process in the beginning of the year you have uh players that needed to get used to each other there's got to be some automation uh amongst the tactics and amongst the playability um the collective play of Orlando City with all these new additions and to get used to also you know, Faku also going through a baby and all of that. I think Orlando has found their form, has found a way. And I think Oscar now knows, you know, where to get the best of, of, of his players, right? Now, you know, and uh, you know, that's, yeah, I think that's what we were looking for. And, and again, trust the process because, you know, there's a method to the madness, right? Now, nobody wants to be right. Or, or wrong, right? Everybody, but we're all Orlando City fans. So I think we, we we need to definitely uh, be happy for for the results. If you're like not happy with, I mean, you're not gonna play like Real Madrid or like Barcelona, tiki taka style, making love passes, making attacking soccer uh, against a St. Louis or Cincinnati. You gotta play to win, and I don't care how they play, as long as they win. And I think this game against Cincinnati proves it because we were we we lost uh, we lost cool pretty early with that goal that was uh, disallowed for Cincinnati that was in my opinion I think a, a little bit offside but you know th th then again we come back and then literally after that we started um, being a little we're started doing the dark arts I mean. <laughs> You know, we started like getting, you know, the players on the floor and, you know, the yellow cards for time wasting and, you know, all this stuff. I mean, we started doing the dark cards because Cincinnati was going for the kill as well. And, um, you know, we literally parked the bus in this game, in my opinion. And um, it worked. Now, there are games that we're going to have to do that in order to get the w and whatever i mean we're not killing anybody by parking the bus you may not uh, like it i i think some people were yeah like that that's what they would call back to that last game and say exactly that Luis. like it's boring you know to watch us grind out a one nil win but hey sometimes you gotta do it that's the game like and and oscar's one of the best in the league at getting that kind of result right. it's a tough one nil a pappy special right Is we it? ordered a pappy right. special we got a pappy special Personally, sometimes I'll I'll take those against a team like Cincy away all day long. Yeah, correct. I agree with you. And you know, I wanted to ask Paula. You know, a, a player that's been playing in top shape, Facundo Torres arrived uh, to Uruguay. Um, I think it was yesterday. He arrived to play for his national team. I mean, you're talking about a player that's scored his 11th goal of the season against Cincinnati. Um, now leads the team in goals scored and also has four goals in the in Orlando's last four matches. Um, how important was Facundo Torres for you? 
I think he's it was... a key player right now. He's um, and I talked about it on the last episode of my Spanish podcast. You know, when you play NBA and PlayStation, they have that fire when your player is shooting and, and scoring. So that's Facundo Torres right now. He has that fire lit in the in the game. So he has 11 score goals for this year and in total for the since he arrived i think it's 24 goals if i'm not mistaken with the team and he surpassed chris mueller so he's making history with the club he's making history each time that he plays with the with the team so i i won't be impressed if we lose him next year not this year because we already lost Ershan Kara even though that he was not playing right but it won't surprise me that In January, people from Europe will scout him. Could be. But let's um, enjoy the moment, right? He's the key player right now. You can see he's happy. Um, every time that he scores, he goes to the to the other player. They they hug each other. So I'm 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 hype of what I'm seeing about Faku because he didn't start like this in the beginning of the season. And he overturned it, and he doesn't have that dad jinx, right? Because he just can't become a dad. And normally, um, they don't play well, but he's playing well. So I'm hype about him. Let's see if he can score more goals, and he can keep making history for the for the club. Uh, completely agree with you. Let's read some comments here real quick. Etromic, thank you so much. Epic back-to-back -back wins, but the headline is, That Miami are no longer in the last place. That's <laughs> that's Normal. right. Yeah. Right? Isn't that isn't that crazy? You're so right. W Hutch uh, was Virginia Hutch. Charlotte was a throwaway match. Cor correct. I think Papi needs a deep playoff run for that to happen. Well, I think with all the players coming back from international duty and based on the health, and we get AC back, I'm believing. Uh, I'm 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 locked in. I don't know what are your thoughts regarding that, uh, John. It seemed like you wanted a deep playoff run. Sorry, Brad. I, I mean, I feel like it's one of those things. We are a good cup team. I don't know. It all depends what we look like, I believe, at the end of yes, this regular season. We never go into the playoffs on hot form we are in hot form right now like i would say so the question is can we maintain that for another seven games right like i hope so but in some ways if we want to do well in the playoffs and win mls cup we need to like dip now and then kind of come back from that like i don't know am i wrong in thinking that it's going to be hard for us to maintain form for 10, 11 games if we want to go all the way to the MLS Cup final, right? So I think maybe there's a chance we if we stay in hot form that, you know, we go into the playoffs and we just have that one game. It's just one game where you're just not on your top game and we're not performing like we should be. And that can happen. You know, it happens to every team. So in some ways, I would say – How we're going to do in the playoffs dictates entirely on how we look in those last two games of the season and what our draw is. And, you know, the, the new playoff system, you play, I believe, two games um, 
well, it's best of three against that first round. Uh, and the higher seeded teams would get two games at home. So I think that would be a big advantage for us. Potentially we win those two games, you know, then we go through. It, it just all depends on the draw. Um, some people are talking about the fact they don't want to finish first because they're afraid that Miami is going to sneak in and finish ninth. And then they'll have to play in Miami in that first round. So in some ways you don't want to finish first if you want to go well into the playoffs. But A, I don't think Miami is going to get into the playoffs. I, I don't. I think that. Yeah, they can keep winning, but other teams are going to pick up points as well, and it's going to be very, very difficult for them to make it in. Um, the other thing is, uh, for me personally, being European, like I, I want the supporter shields more, <laughs> maybe just as much as the MLS Cup. I mean, call me a traditionalist, but if, in my opinion, if you come top of the league, you won. So. I would love to finish top of the league. That would be my aspiration. I, I would think that would be awesome to be top of the East. Um, even I'd just take that and be like, what a year. We came top of the East, even if we're not top of the Supporters' Shield. Um, I think anything we get out of, we need to try and finish this year with something, at least. Right? The fans want after last year's Open Cup success. So I think Oscar's yeah. going to put all his eggs in the – you know, MLS Cup basket, in which case, you know... They should. In which case, do we need to, you know... I'm not saying throw any games away. I'm just saying that, like, if we drop some points, if we lose a few games in this last seven run and we end up, like, fourth, right? Is that the end of the world? Like, if we're still getting those two home games, if MLS Cup is what you care about, isn't it better not to finish higher up in the table. Well, I think for him, Oscar, the priority is just getting high up that table as possible. I, yeah. I agree, John. Yeah. So I think he, well, at this point, after beating Cincy, I think he's going to go. No, I for, and I agree with John. Shield. Like, I think he's aiming the top of the table right now. That's his, that's his point of view because I was looking at the, um, at the standings yeah the standings from since oscar been here and we just went from 2020 we were fourth up the east then we on 2021 we were six and then last year we were seven so back to your point john i think he wants to prove that he can go as top as he can so Technically, to go in a better position for the playoff, but I don't know at the same time, like you said, John, I don't know if that will be an advantage for us. And secondly, we only host on 2020 a playoff game at home. So I think that's something that Oscar wants as well. And probably he wants to prove something so he can stay in, in Orlando as a coach. So I agree with you, John. I think yeah. he wants to be at the, as top as possible and let's say Cincinnati doesn't score more points hopefully but I, I don't think that we're gonna end up first and probably I don't know the boys can shut me up but I don't think that we're gonna we're gonna finish first unfortunately no I, I think since he you know slipped up against us but they're not gonna slip up enough to drop that many points what are there still like eight points clear yeah yeah second, they're so. yeah they're yeah they're eight points clear yeah, yeah. You so gotta do so, pretty bad job for so i mean they gotta team. they gotta lose they gotta lose like against philly against montreal again and we gotta win all of our games so they need to lose the next three games 
by a high margin, and then we need to win our game. Like I could see them losing to Philly. I can, you know, I don't see them losing to Montreal, right? Like it's it's a certain amount of okay, they're gonna slip slip up, but they're not gonna slip up that much. And they got some easy games there. Look at that. Yeah, Toronto, Red Toronto, Bulls, Red Montreal. Bulls. They have red you know, carpet. They right should now. be able to beat Charlotte. Like, yeah, they, they, they're gonna get there. Yeah, and so when it comes to us, I think what Oscar wants, and I think the whole team wants this, and I have, I have a, a good info on that, is that you know, just take it game by game and just keep winning. Right? It doesn't matter really how you do it. It's just a way of just winning the game. So obviously, um, he's always praising the players, praising their you know, how they're playing, you know, their collective effort and all of that. But I think these three games right here, in my opinion, if, if Orlando gets nine points out of these games, especially with the cherry on the cake with Inter, if Orlando wins his next three games, I think uh, the re- hashtag renew Oscar movement, just like the puppy out and the puppy in movement in the beginning of the year, will take over OC Twitter. Yes. Hashtag renew Oscar. Hashtag. That's right. Yeah, it's been started, Louise. We're now over 300 likes. There you go. 324. There you go. So, I mean, yesterday, everybody loves Oscar. I mean, I get that there's still people unsure, and there's people we want to see where we end up in the playoffs and what happens this year. I get that. And if that's who you are, then that's your opinion. You're 100% entitled to that. Some people just want to see us play under a new manager. You know, yeah, some people, yeah, some people just, you That's know, just they, enough for some people, which is understandable too. Right. I get that, and, and and I get it, but at the same time, there there's consequences that a lot of people don't see. It's not only Oscar, it's yeah. his team as well. But yeah, and there's also people, there's also people in the beginning of the year that have been feeding negative. They have negative rhetorics uh, online, and they've been feeding on the on the hate on against. Uh, some of the team people on the team and and just talking a bunch of garbage. Well, I so. think people underestimate as well how much the manager, like an Oscar, has like pushed his kind of system down the ladder of Orlando. Like as in he's had influence in the OCB players and the academy players, and they're all it all sort of works in one big system where it's a big pyramid, and he's at the top of that pyramid. And so when you take that top piece out everything else like as a trickle down effect the whole the whole nature of the club shifts right and i think if we're gonna make a change Luis, it needs to be for someone who is significantly better by like a big margin and i think not only just better like as an overall idea as better in terms of like mls because i think sometimes people are like oh go get a ex-european manager right awesome it doesn't always translate that way. MLS is such a unique league in so many Correct. ways, you know, managing in the U S where it's massive away gate, like really far away travel. Um, lots of different things here that make it, you know, not as simple as people think. Right. So I think if you look at Oscar, like he has the stats it's showing like he's one of the best coaches in MLS. In history. He's up there, you know, with some of the, the big names in this league in the last, you know, 10, 20 years. So this year, I think he's shown growth that we talked about. He's not just, you know, same old Pappy special one nil Oscar tactics. Like we are, we're being the protagonist that he always talks about, right? Like, I feel like we are the dominant team in most games and he's setting us up to be that way. Um, And I think that last night was enough for me to say, 
yes. I'm sorry, Saturday night, not last night. <laughs> it was enough to me to say, yeah. It feels like it was last night. I'm still off the high. Um, why not, right? Like, And no, I also course. think where I don't know whether other teams can approach him in MLS or whether other teams outside of MLS could definitely approach him, right? Like, if you're a Mexican team, you might be like, hey, you want to come back and try again in Mexico? Like, we're, yeah. we're at risk of losing Oscar. Yeah, and I think right. that's the thing for me is sometimes you wonder what you could get if it was something better and then you end up with something worse we don't know that another manager would be an improvement we don't know that it's it's an assumption but it's not a guarantee right so oscar i think has done enough and i think that we are progressing so let's let's give him another year or two and let's you know give him what he deserves and you know he probably deserves a pay raise at this point not gonna lie the guy is uh the guy has pulled us into a very relevant team that we are at this moment. No, yeah, not only that, but I mean, it's we we're gonna have r- roster space. We could keep most of the with the Kara spot being open. If you know, if we get a solid DP, uh, we can still keep the majority of our roster intact um, by downgrading um, Ojeda to a under twenty two and and use. Uh, Target location money, we can still keep our our roster, right? A, a lot of our roster. So, Jeff Rio says, "Hey everyone, would like to see us sign a Paqueta like for the DP spot? Yeah, he'd be great. Paqueta, I think he'd be he'd be a, a great player. For, why not? But um, you know, definitely uh, Orlando is uh, the next three games coming up are are now must must win, especially the ones at home. Like you know, New York uh, right now is on the it's not doing so well in my opinion, but it's 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 a derby for them too. So, I mean, we're gonna be playing in that horrible pitch. I mean, one of the worst pitches in the MLS for sure. So, in the little matchbox. Um, so, you know, and then we have the big Kahuna, right? Orlando City, Inter Miami. That game is a must-win. I mean, for the fans, for that. And to talk about that, I wanted to show this video that I found that I thought it was hilarious because this is what is probably going to happen. And people don't understand, like, why, why, why are, why are... You know, Luis, earlier when you asked me a question and I seemed distracted, it's because I was watching this video of what happens if you try to approach Messi. Yep. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Please, Messi. <laughs> I'm not doing nothing. Please, Messi. This guy is really messed up. Yeah, this guy is drunk as... He's probably... These two, someone also threw a water bottle, tried to hit Messi with a water bottle when he was leading the game. Yeah, it seems like crazy, man. Like, that that LA game was, like, all celebrities. And this is the thing. It's it's the Messi traveling circus. Like, it's not... It's not... They're not here to watch the soccer. Like, they might say they're like, oh, yeah, I'm here to watch beautiful Messi soccer. It's like, no. All these celebrities are going to be there because it's the ticket right now. It's it's you're going to be seen that's that's what it is it's the same you know it's that whole miami vibe just on the road with messi where everybody just you know 
wants to see the traveling circus and wave at the little man. Yeah, you you, you want to see who traveled with uh, to see Messi, the celebrity? Look at that. I'm going to show you, and then we'll dive in into Pedro and and the uh, qualifiers. Look, <laughs> we got uh, Cypress Hill, right? Insane in the main ring. Then you got Leonardo DiCaprio right there, you know, for Paola, right? You like to see Leo in Orlando, I'm sure. Of course. James Harden. Then now he played the 76ers. Tom Spider Man. Look at that. Spidey was there. Will Farrell, obviously the owner of LAFC, right? Liam Gallagher, look from Oasis. Look, John. I mean, even the Prince. You got you got the freaking Prince Harry and Meghan Markle there. I mean, that's like, what is going on? It's a it's a Nas. Look, Edward Norton, uh, the Hulk. I mean, it's great for the league. Finally, people realize that there's a soccer league in America. All these celebrities are like, oh, maybe I should go to a game. Then it's you got shame. It took Messi to get them to come watch a game. I By the way, see that all gun. these LA people are not there to watch LA. They're all there to watch Messi. That's insulting. Race against the machine. I hate they hated the machine. I hate they hated capitalism. What are they doing paying paying $1,000 tickets to watch Messi? Man, donate. Donate to the homeless out there in, in Los Angeles. They need a tarp. I mean, this I'm, is all just like be... Will Ferrell's mates, isn't it? This is all just friends of Will Ferrell, probably. They got oh my Jason Sudeikis on there. You, you got, got you got Caleb Williams you got, running by for you, trophy you, winner. You, you got Ted Lasso. People hey, in, in Orlando was, freaking out. They want. But I was gonna say Oscar. they always go to LAFC games. I was gonna defend um, Brendan Hunt. Well, and Brendan Jason, Hunt, yeah. because yeah, they yeah. always go to LAFC they, games. They go to all the soccer games ever since. Yes, Lasso, and USA um, no, games no. too. There are some guys there. It's just funny to me that it. You know, this this wouldn't be normal, right? This is just for the Miami game, but this extensive <laughs> list of celebrities is Mario Johnson. Slater, Mario Lopez, Mario Lopez. There you go, Mario Lopez. Uh Tyga. Gerard Butler is probably my favorite <laughs> one on that list. Gerald Butler. 300, I mean, 300. He's probably in the soccer. He's not American. This is Barta. Oh, unbelievable. That's crazy. You know, the puro pesuñento is the gold to <laughs> That's right. But anyways. I mean, uh, that must have been a fun suite to hang no, out in. I'm, I would love to have been there. I'm going uh, to <laughs> piggyback on what Alonso did in his Twitter. And in his Twitter. Well, I'm going to look him up right now. Uh, he wrote, and I don't know, man. He was just being funny, man. And people thinking, like, look, so who, who Orlando City should invite uh, when Inter Miami plays Orlando, and then here we go, Kaká, <laughs> Antonio Nocherino, Rivaldo. Okay, I didn't know he played. He lived in Orlando. Shaquille O'Neal. There you go. Shaq has to be. Uh, Shaq needs to be there. Tiger Woods. I don't know if his forty girlfriends will be there, but you know we'll see. David and Jackie Siegel. <laughs> oh, there you go. My former boss. There you go. Joey Fatone. The... That was my favorite one from his list. <laughs> Joey Fatone. What about on. Carrot Top? Where's he on the list? Look, Ma- Someone Mark... comment that, John. 
Mark Tremonti. Is that the, is that the guitarist of Creed or something? Who who who's that? Mark Tremonti. I don't know. I don't know that one. And then Orlando Mag Orlando Magic players. There you go. I reckon we have more celebrities. I agree. Here. You just don't know about it. I agree they're just, with. They're just living here in secret because they don't want to be known. The dude from A Plans Direct. I agree. It's Joaquin Nunu. I think he definitely needs to be there. I don't know if you guys dude know. Dude from Appliance Direct is pretty famous. Not gonna lie. Is... Also, the dog from the Toyota commercial, he could come. Yeah, the dog, yeah. The dog from the Toyota commercial. Not the lady, just the dog. <laughs> so the dog is good. jeez. <laughs> oh, I mean, what other famous people are we, you know, we going to be there? Uh, I sat, you know. If we want to get really technical, we can start bringing out all the Disney characters. You know? Correct. That, Pluto that, just flex like that. We'll just fill it with mythical <laughs> Disney characters and see. Be like, yo, we got Aladdin in the box. Let's bring the genie. The genie. Whoa. Who's right. But then I everybody agree. would just say that we're a Disney team. I agree. Way, so why don't we lean into the fun? Yep. And, you know, again, um, a massive, a massive, uh, Week for Pedro Galese as well in the MLS. Um, right here, this is from the MLS communications. This is, comes from the MLS. Orlando City goalkeeper Pedro Galese recorded his eighth shutout of the 2023 MLS regular season against FC Cincinnati, which is the second most shutouts in a, in a season in club history. Right? So he's being recognized by the league. I wish they could recognize him as goalkeeper of the year for once, guys, in the MLS. Well, maybe now Petrovic has gone. You know, if Pedro has a big end of the season and maybe yeah. helps us in play, like it could happen, you know? like. Yeah, I, I agree. And, well, Pedro today was uh, training with Peru, as you can see him right there, uh, doing uh, Peru is set to play against Paraguay on Thursday. Uh, also, Facundo Torres was um, has been called up by Uruguay. So this is the – this is uh, – the times are obviously one one hour behind, just FYI, uh, for our time. So we're looking at a Paraguay-Peru, right? Um, now, the rumors are that the coach of Peru wants Cartagena and Galicia to start. That's what they've told a, a source has told me. Why wouldn't you want Wilder to start? Come on. Because... People in Peru are afraid to play with a double pivot because Why? they don't some, like the double pivot. Sometimes it has never worked. It has worked with two, uh, with one in the middle, with a with like let's say Cesar right right in the middle, and then Cartagena a little bit more forward, and then well, in this in this case will be Yoshi Yotun uh, forward, and then obviously another attacking a um, midfielder right there. So, four two three one. Usually, that's what Peru lines up all the time. But this coach, uh, Juan Reynoso, is it's very eclectic. He's, he he won a championship in Mexico with Cruz Azul by playing defensively. So he feels that the good um, what the good that Cartagena is is playing for Orlando is going to benefit the team tremendously, especially one of the. So he's going to uh, – Cartagena definitely has a starting spot because Aquino, which was um, the guy who's usually the, the starter, is injured and was um, was um, not called out for, for the national team. 
So it's looking very likely. It's looking very likely Wilder's he's going to have minutes. Wilder's going to get minutes uh, for sure uh, against Paraguay and against Brazil. And so I will say that he may start against Brazil. He may come off the bench against Paraguay. That's just uh, what I've been advised. Uh, and then, you know, they arrived today um, to, to train. They're, they're both there. I have p- official pictures from the national team right here. You can see Wilder with all his friends. Now, Peru is a team that as much Peruvian people don't like to me to say this, they need to definitely pay homage to the MLS because I will say 80% of the squad is MLS or have played in the MLS. So as you can see there, former two former Orlando City players are in that picture. Carlos Asquez and Yoshi Yotun. Then uh, Carlos Asquez may have minutes as well. Uh, Yoshi Yotun is definitely going to start in both games. He's a very important part of the national team. And then Pedro and Wilder. Then you also add former Portland Timbers player Andy Polo. You add also Miguel Trauco, San Jose Earthquakes. You have uh, Miguel Araujo, Portland Timbers. So Luis Abram from Atlanta United. So it's all literally, it's an MLS all-star squad. Literally. And, you know, you know, you know, people are I think the the league should be watching these games in the qualifiers. Also, clubs that are looking for players definitely look for, you know, because Venezuela is also the same thing. They've brought a lot of their players from the MLS. They're playing there. So the MLS, not only as the league is growing, that's my point. They're supplying these come this comable national teams that typically do not call up people from leagues like the MLS and Liga MX and Japan and, and Eastern Europe. Now they're bringing them over and they're definitely important players for their squad. So MLS is setting up for success players to play in their in a high level in the national team. You know, another one, um, another thing I wanted to add um, was about uh, Facundo Torres, right? Facundo Torres was also called up for the Uruguayan national team. Right here is a picture. Um, he's been he, he's been called up. He's already there in Uruguay, and he's definitely going to have some minutes, according to one of my sources. There, um, he's definitely going to be a, a possible um, change of play, uh, change of pace player for Marcelo Bielsa coming off the bench. I don't know uh, what are your thoughts, uh, John, regarding uh, those news of our Lions abroad, especially Peru that has two former Lions and two current Lions. Yeah, I mean, I think it's. It's always good. We just hope they don't get injured. You know, that's the thing. I think Faku, for real, I think this could be the time that he really breaks in. There there definitely is a changing of the guard with the Uruguay, with the older players going out and the fresh new faces. So he has a chance there to stake a claim to be in the national team for the next, you know, two, you know, World Cup cycle. So I definitely think that he should be performing well there. And we want we want that for him. Um, for Wilder, I think he deserves a chance again in the Peruvian team, right? Like, why not? Like you said, I think, no offense, Luis, it's not the strongest international team. Who? So, uh, Peru is not the strongest oh, no, of international no, no. teams. Oh, no, no offense, no. no England, let's be honest. No, of course not. No, um, no, but, you not. know, I think Wilder's good enough to be able to get in there. Sure. Right? Like uh, but he should be playing. It's just that people still me, in South so. America have this. Be, 
they have this thing about how in in the United States uh, there is no relegation, right? They, you know, they look down on it, right? I mean, they look down on it, but like yeah. other, you know, right. MLS guys don't get picked always to represent USA in national team, right? Like sometimes there's stigma about MLS, but I think for uh, as we've seen that it's starting to wear off. So hopefully Wilder is going to get some chances. The other one who got called up was. Um, Wilfredo Rivera. Wilfredo Rivera for Puerto Rico. Yeah, Puerto Rico, I don't know how Paola, Paola feels so. about. Tell us all about Puerto Rico. Are you gonna go? You're going to Puerto Rico. Are you gonna go watch some? Puerto I don't Rico? know. I don't know when when they play. I um, want to go to Puerto Rico and watch. Yeah, that's like a dope thing to do. Yeah. The the thing is that they play super far from my hometown. It's an island, Paula. How far hey. can it be? <laughs> an hour. Oh, come on. You're sounding like me now. An hour and a half. Could be. I don't know. All right, um, we're going. Look, the MLS. No, no, go ahead, Paula. No, no, I was going to say, um, Wilfredo Rivera is one of the key pieces of this international team. So, and I believe someday Puerto Rico is going to be in the FIFA World Cup. I have my hopes oh, up. Yeah. Probably... Probably um, my grandkids will see them or something, or I'm super old, but I can see the growth of Puerto Rico. It's not like I I will say five years ago, they're growing, they're putting their the right in the right direction. So I have high hopes for Puerto Rico. People at my other pod that make fun of me, they're like, why? Because I told them, I told them, I guarantee you, in the next. Uh, Puerto Rico is gonna take names in these qualifiers for Concacaf. Watch, watch them. Watch they're gonna make the uh, at least uh, far. And they're like, "Come on, man, Bad Bunny, bro, J Lo, <laughs> come on, man." You know, I'm like, no. And, and and I tell them, you know, and this is the thing about Puerto Rico. The the MLS is doing such a good job youth wise. And that a lot of these players that are playing the national team for Puerto Rico are all MLS Next Pro. They are also USL. And they're also MLS players. And uh, I think the, league's, the, the, the league is supplying good players to play for Puerto Rico. And I feel like, you know, they could, they could definitely, against some smaller island teams, uh, they can definitely they have a, cha- a huge chance, in my opinion. Yeah, I think I think uh, we're, we're looking at at some um, some important stuff coming from Puerto Rico. And yeah. Dominican Republic is good too. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, here you go from the club. You got Pedro. You got Wilder, right? And so and Faku, I'm right here, right? So definitely, uh, it's gonna be quite um, quite interesting watching these matches for sure. I was Let's surprised re- that Uruguay didn't called up um, Diego Rossi. Mm-hmm. I think it's because he just um, because they they preferred. I think Bielsa likes uh, the guy who played in LAFC before Brian Rodriguez and uh-huh. from from Club America. He he, he prefers him. Uh, and Diego Rossi is getting used to Columbus now, which we're gonna face him actually. Uh, we're gonna be. Does Faku play on the right wing when he plays for Uruguay? Yeah. Cutting it on the left foot, same. Yeah, same. That's, like, that's a lot of guys in that team yeah. that could play that role. So if he manages to lock that spot down, that's that's big for him. Yeah, I, I think uh, uh, he has a he has a huge chance. I think um, he's going to be an important piece uh, of the puzzle. 
as a change of pace player coming off the bench for now. But if he becomes a starter, I'll be super happy for him because if he, let's say, starts scoring goals against, uh, he becomes one of the goal scorers of Uruguay, we're going to have a, hu- a huge number of teams asking for him on the, in the offseason. Like, I mean, you're talking about world-class teams. Like, uh, and so I think Orlando needs to make at that point a decision and what direction they're going to go at that point with him, right? So in a way, it is good for the player, but, <laughs> you know, we could be, like, shafted uh, into him leaving a little sooner than expected, right? So let's read some comments real quick here. Sitch Taylor, next homie, and let's win more points. Last Saturday, red card for a different team, not Orlando City. But we won last Saturday. Thank you so much. Victor Sanchez. I hope Robert Governor Ron DeSantis don't go to the game. <laughs> you imagine? He shows up. Yeah. Oh, get a man. picture with Ron and Mickey. Yeah. <laughs> what a pair. What a yeah. pair. <laughs> They're fighting with each other now. They don't like each other very much. Search Nash, Morgan and Morgan for the people.com. Also, Dan Newland. I just Dan remember. Newland got yeah. me five hundred. <laughs> Dan Newland, but Dan These Newland. These are our celebrities. These Dan are quality, Newland. quality celebrities. <laughs> Dan Newland, he 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 gets crazy with his. <laughs> you know, they caught Dan Newland in a DUI. They get him with weed and and beer and drunk. Did, did he get himself off? Um, probably, probably, <laughs> probably for free. That's funny. Yeah. No, Dan Lula was arrested one time, yeah, for DUI. Yeah. It was the craziest thing, you know? Okay, it says here, question. There's a rumor Messi won't be playing in Orlando Sunday, 924, because he was called up to play with the Argentinian team. I don't think it, it, it's a crossover. Those no, dates? I don't think I don't it's think a crossover, so. Luis. Correct, so. correct us is if we are wrong, but I think... I mean, when are the boys back from international duty? So you're you're looking at um, so Argentina plays uh, Ecuador uh, in Argentina uh, on September seventh, which is the same day Peru plays on Thursday. So Messi's already on his way over there, or he's probably already arrived at Argentina. Yeah, he's, I, I just like back to his gone. He's already gone. And then more than likely, he's gonna then play September twelfth. Um, against Bolivia, and then that's it. Then the this this September games are over, and then it, the, the window resumes in October. So the game is September twenty fourth. I believe he's gonna make it. I, I I believe he's gonna be playing. Yeah, he's gonna be there. Yeah, he's I, gonna. I, I don't think there's no reason. Like he, I was worried, concerned whether he would go play on turf. Has he gone to play on turf yet? I'm trying to think about who has a turf. No, field. not yet. No, I mean, we're not turf, and we're close. So I have zero reason why Messi wouldn't be there. Hopefully, he gets injured playing for Argentina. That would be nice. Yeah, now if he gets injured for Argentina, if he gets injured for Argentina, then yeah, I mean, there's a huge chance that. I mean, the next game for for Orlando is against Columbus on the 16th, right? So, yeah. so I mean, according to Peru's schedule, you can see right here. I mean, he's going to be playing. I mean, Pedro and and Wilder will be there on the seventh, and then the twelfth. 
So, so they're gonna be back. I mean, by September 16th? probably won't play anyway, right? Because of this red card, unless they yeah, they're, they're trying they're to appeal it, I think. Yeah, but I think yeah. they might appeal it and it go to like yeah. one game instead of two games or something, right? Because right. I think if they called it originally for violent conduct or whatever, like then that they can kill like multiple games. So I hope not. I hope it's just a one game suspension or no suspension would be preferable. Look, if Pedro if Pedro is good to go, um, he will be there against Columbus. And uh, Pedro will be there. I just think Wilder yeah. might not play at w- all. So. Wilder might not play against. Um, but I think we'll probably just see the same lineup with Urso instead of Wilder. Yeah, I I think Ojeda still does not. Yeah, I, don't, I just don't see why you put him in the lineup right now. I think he, Angulo, Angulo is still there keeping him out right now. And, and he did great, I, I will say, um, coming off the bench. So, I mean, if Ojeda he, could play on the other wing, I think the problem is we tried playing both Faku and Ojeda, and it just doesn't seem to work. There's something yeah. about it that just doesn't work. So, Oscar is very reluctant to have them on the field as our two wingers at the same time, it seems to me. I don't know what you guys think about that, but the fact that we've had opportunity to rotate Ojeda as a starter and he still hasn't been a starter when we played three games in a week and he didn't start any of them. Like, I think that's very telling. Yeah, sure. Um, I don't know what Paulus thinks. I, I have said it before. Like, I think Oscar, like John said, they, he doesn't like Ojeda and Fagu together. Because they clash. They played the same position, technically. And um, if I believe, and I was going to say this earlier, imagine if we can unleash the full potential that Ojeda can do, because I think he's not 100% yet, we could be in the final for the East Conference in the playoff. Let's say that. I mean, maybe we should just experiment with playing Ojeda as a striker. As a striker, right? Like, in some ways, like, he just wants to attack. He wants to run. Like, he can shoot. He can dribble. Like, if we could make him our striker, maybe that's where he fits in the team. You know, I mean, obviously, Duncan. I I don't think that we should be pushing Duncan out necessarily. Oh, no, obviously not. I'm not saying that. But, um, you know, maybe we should try him out coming off the bench as the striker and see whether he could do it or not, right? Like, we tried him one game. Do you remember one game Oscar put him in there? And everyone was – but he still was trying to figure him out and where he goes. And Mm -hmm. I I think that's the issue. It's just we don't know what to do with him. And I think that he has massive potential. And I think that he – whenever he does shoot, it's like – that it could go in, but mm-hmm. the problem is he's he's not doing the defensive side as much as Oscar needs from him, and that's why he's not going to get in the first team as well because Oscar wants guys who run. He taught Faku to run. Like, Faku closes down defenders now. Like, you saw him at Cincy. He was yep. getting back, tracking back, helping to cover. You know, is Ojeda going to do that? I don't think so right now. So that's, that's how Oscar sees it. Yep. So, you know, honestly, um, I am just delighted of the form that 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 the club is um, under right now. And, you know, I'm very positive regarding uh, what's coming up next. Definitely for the Lions is Columbus. Right. And Columbus, it's a team that we've kind of had a little trouble with in the past. Always uh, 
being a little complicated, but we've slayed two dragons already. You know, I'm very positive that we can definitely try to slay this one, especially this one being at home and with the crowd behind us. I, I have a feeling that Orlando can get the, you know, the three points against, um, confident Orlando can get the three points against Columbus. Um, do you want to do the, the lineup real quick or are you guys? Um... Let's do it. Yeah. Oh, so let's do the lineup real quick before we close. Thank you so much for, for checking us out and, and, and commenting. Uh, and drop us a like and subscribe to the channel. Thank you. I don't know why am I picking. Uh, why am I picking? Uh, I'm you thinking I'm on my back from the past or something. Yeah, no, I'm I'm on my, I'm on my other. <laughs> I'm, I'm in my other. In my other pod. I'm in my other pod. You were doing the Peruvian. Um, yeah, I, I, we're gonna do that today. Yeah, because Collins, a former NYCFC player, he was already. He was already. He already told the medics that he's not playing against Paraguay because he's injured. <laughs> so we're looking for Columbus, right? So Pedro, right? Hopefully, you know, knock on wood, everything's good, no injuries, right? Um, you're gonna keep the same back four. Antonio should be back hopefully by then. I. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Luis, I mean, how many times? If I thought in my head, oh, Antonio should be back for this game. <laughs> I got stoned too. So they just don't tell us anything. And when they yeah. don't tell us anything and it's worse than they tell us, like it's like knock on the injury report. And it's like, oh, well, it's not a knock because he's been out for like a month. So I don't know. Maybe we'll see it. Maybe this last two weeks of international break is what we need to get Antonio up to speed. At least we know Jansen will be fully rested. That's that's a big plus. Yeah, um, and, and Schlegel has been okay. Like, he had a good game against Cincy. And like, Dagger, Dan, Dagger Dan's been amazing, man. Dagger Dan has been doing he's, good, you know? I think Schlegel respect. is, like, hot and cold. One game, he's good. Yeah. Next game, he makes those mistakes. Next game, he's solid. We just need him to like be Carlet. consistent. <laughs> yeah, we just need, we just need consistency from Schlegel if he's going to have to play because... If AC is not back, it looks like Schlegel's playing more and more. And like we talked about, and you posted, Luis, that we uh, called up Kibaguchi. So yeah, maybe that's it's telling that time. maybe that is also that they know now that Antonio is going to be even longer, and that's yeah, why they probably. called him up to that short-term, you know, first-team deal. And then we have uh, Santos, which also is in top top form, honestly, and. If he would get injured, I don't know what we would do on that wing, honestly. He's been so important for Orlando City this season. I mean, Luka Petrasso doesn't get brought off the bench ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Why? No. Like, we were sub, yeah. and we're bringing on <laughs> Kyle Smith to play left back. <laughs> Petrasso can't get brought off the bench. Well, but I, I think he missed a few tackles, and Oscar's just like, no, he can't be missing tackles. So, Araujo, then... Um... You have uh, Orso, right? Right? Or I think so. Unless you want to be really defensive and put Felipe in there, but no, it's mm. I don't. No. I don't think Felipe is even <laughs> just... doing super great on the defensive side of the ball anymore. Uh, I, I, I don't know what Felipe is offering right now, personally. Well, support. Positivity. I think he's a great room. locker room guy. He's a great no, say. guy. He's a great guy to have around the team. But I just on the field, I'm not. I don't know. He needs to be more like 
he was so aggressive when we used to watch him against play against us, right? He was so annoying to play against. I don't see him being annoying for us. Age. Now let's hope that I think, Facundo. I think you're right. Paolo, let's let's hope that Facundo. Because I really like him. Let's hope that Facundo's back. Obviously, uh, I'm sure he will be. So yeah, be uh, and hopefully Facundo doesn't. I mean, he. We wish that he would have minutes with Uruguay, but like it's been projected, which is coming off the bench, being the change of pace player for Uruguay, and not playing from the start because the level of play. I mean, they're going to be playing one of the most physical teams in South America, which is Ecuador. And Ecuador wants to be a top team in South America right now because of Moy Caicedo and, you know, and all those, all those players that are playing in England now. So, you know, Facu's going to be, I mean, they're definitely going to, they're definitely going to knock them down a little bit a couple of times. So, um, so this will be our lineup. You guys would agree. Now, hopefully if let's say Duncan's not available, would you feel comfortable putting Ramiro up top or Ojeda yeah. up top? I will put Ramiro, though, instead of Ojeda. Because I think, and John, correct me if I'm wrong, but Ramiro has a better momentum at top than Ojeda. Yeah. Also, I one of the things I noticed is Mauricio loves, like, a, a ball into the channels, right? Like, he loves to be able to play that through ball, like, into the channel for the striker to run onto, which was pretty much the pass he played for the goal against Cincy. So I think having Ramiro on there, they have that understanding. And I think that it's a threat in the sense that Duncan doesn't always make those runs. Um, that I think Ramiro is on the same wavelength more with Mauricio than Duncan and Mauricio are. So I think in some ways that connection could be stronger and therefore – I would have no problem with having Ramiro there. Um, the other option is the least that we, you know, play around with some of the other people putting Ramiro at left wing, you know, and, and put someone else like you could put Ramiro at left wing and play um, Ojeda if you really wanted to at striker, right? Like, you're, right. You have some options there. Um, to or, 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 I mean, if we, if we are, if we score the, in the first 15 minutes at home against Columbus, and let's say, for example, Duncan, it's not 100%. You sub him off. I mean, we could maybe see Jack Lynn. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think if we wanted a style, if Duncan wasn't available and you want someone up top that's going to be able to hold the ball up for you, I think Jack Lynn is an option. Like, I don't, I genuinely yeah, feel like he could, I, I agree he could do too. a job. I don't feel like he would look. Yeah, he's a kid. Now, with do a lot I want to throw him into the Columbus game? Yeah. Not particularly. Sure. No. Yeah. No, but I think in this last seven games, we'll see Jacqueline appear more. And, uh, you know, hopefully our our Lions for international duty are not with any knocks or, you know, because we don't need we don't need to. We're definitely going to need them uh, for this uh, last stretch uh, of games. So let's read some comments real quick before we close. Anthony Solis question. Could you see Orlando putting McGuire on loan? In a loan deal like we did for DK, so the next DP could be a striker. Um, personally, I don't. He's talking so. about the fact that we loaned yeah. DK in the winter, right before the summer transfer. I mean, I mean, what are your thoughts there, John? I, I personally, I, I don't think so, but 
I think if Duncan was scoring every game still, then Correct. Europe would be like, yo, what is up with this kid that can't stop scoring? Uh, I think Duncan had a great opening rookie run, and now he's hit a slump. And that happens to every rookie. We knew it was going to happen at some point. It's hard to maintain that you know, level in your first year. It is. It's, it's, it's a big learning curve. So I have no issue... Um, uh, sorry, what were we? I completely forgot what I was going to say then. <laughs> no, no, if, if to loan them. Uh, here's the question. Sorry, on loading. Um, that's what the question was. Bringing it back to that. The loan, the point being is that I don't think they're going to come in for him right now. So therefore, yeah. it wouldn't apply. Um, but the other thing is, I think it would be next summer, most likely, as a transfer for Duncan. I, but again, that's if he's lighting it up next season for us you know yeah he he needs to come back to to his scoring ways yeah i mean it's uh it, it's not a problem but um i think he more than anybody Luis, is going to be annoyed that he hasn't scored and that one that was called up against charlotte would have been so nice to get him and rolling again all right uh all right so let's read some more comments real quick here sitch taylor the rev Need to go to high school about the red card to stop to get card from the MLS team. There you go. Thank you so much. The rev need to stop and watch the VAR. I agree. I agree completely. Read my comment. There you go, Sitch. Thank you so much. Uh, the 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 rev they, they need to go to middle school and stop about giving red cards to people. There you go. Next, homie, let's win more points. Uh, last Saturday, um, it was a red card uh, and uh, for a different team for Orlando City, but we won. Thank you, Sitch, for your for your comment. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Uh, it says th thoughts on the on a defender DP. Um, I am on board, and I keep pushing for Alexander Collins, former NYCFC center back. Yeah, I mean he, he wouldn't was be a DP. DP. No, I was gonna say he was DP in NYCFC. No, he was not no? a DP, but he wanted to be a DP. Mm, that's I, I why think he left in the offseason, Luis. There's big questions as to whether Antonio comes back, right? You know, and like we always talk about, there's questions over the health and fitness of, of Jansen and Carlos. So, like, we could be looking at potentially, you know a big new DP center back in the off season. That would be awesome. I would love that. I will I, say, I think do a lot with the DP center. Back. Bring Thor. Walker Zimmerman. Bring Walker Zimmerman over. Yeah. I don't think Nashville letting them go. Yeah. He's a DP, right? In Nashville. Is he a DP in Nashville? Yeah, I think so. DP, yeah. He's a DP. And Sergio, Sergio Ramos. Like Sergio Ramos, but he, he just... He signed with Sevilla. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a lot of, like... I wouldn't go for an aging defender, though, you know? Yeah, I think here. should go for a young, set, like, center-back. Young phenom. That, that can be incredible, that we can build, you know, the back line. That is when you have one guy on that, like, of that star-level quality in the back line, Luis, it makes such a big difference. But they have to be... A, a leader there, you know. Sitch Taylor, DK, come back to Orlando City. We like DK back, uh, John. 
I think I think Daryl is not looking backwards, and I think also he's a little bit injury prone. Sadly, to see that ever since he went to England, he's he's just been plagued by injuries, like two yeah. seasons of injuries at West Brom. That's crazy. But anyways, uh, I wanted to um, thank everyone that watched the show today. Uh, thank you so much for watching us live as well. Uh, don't forget to follow us on our social media accounts. Uh, we're in. YouTube is Ladder Pet Orlando. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter as LP underscore podcast. Click on the notification bell for notifications as well. This episode will be featured on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for listening to us uh, and watching us. Uh, anything you want to say, John, before we go? No, just like you said, you know, subscribe and listen and follow along and wherever you like to, you know, if you're not live with us here and you're listening on Spotify and Apple Music later in the week, like, thank you. And we appreciate it. And, uh, you know, keep keep staying involved with us and, and following us and and getting in the comments because we uh, we'd love to hear from you guys. Paola, any last words you want to say before we, we close? Um, Tiro de Esquina podcast is going to be this Thursday, not tomorrow, Thursday. Um, and thank you for following us. Click on the subscribe button. Don't forget. And vamos Orlando. Vamos Orlando, guys. Have a good one. Enjoy. Thank you so much. Thank you for watching us. Hi, this is Luis Carlos Pineda from Loud and Proud Orlando. I want to thank you for listening to us through Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Help us grow our Purple community by following us on all our social media outlets. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're also available on YouTube as Loud and Proud Orlando. We're available on Instagram as Pineda underscore ORL. We're available on Facebook as Loud and Proud Orlando and on Twitter as LPO underscore podcast. Thank you so much for listening and vamos Orlando.